Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay. Today's guest is organization expert, Sabrina Gardner. She is founder of Salt by Sabrina, a company that specializes in custom-built acrylic drawers and organizers to keep your drawers clutter-free and restore your peace of mind. Welcome, Sabrina. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Liz. It's such a pleasure to be here with you both. You do something that Liz and I don't do very well. I'm kidding. Sorry, Liz, I called you. No. (laughs) Organizing is not my, yeah, yes, I am a garbage fire. I uh, like, and I (laughs) want to not be. So this was selfish. Me and Liz need you. And so we're having you on today. (laughs) I can't wait. We're going to talk about so many great tips and tricks that are really going to help you simplify and it's going to feel so achievable. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, so to be honest, Sabrina, I listened to the Dear Alice podcast, which, and that's where I heard you and already cheated and got some tips and found out (laughs) about you and went to your website and shopped your product. But I was like, I feel like our listeners 100% need you in their lives. So we like to begin with, how did you even get in here to this area? How did you start here? Anybody who's known me for any period of time will tell you I'm often referred to as a cheerful neurotic. So I don't know if that's a compliment or not, (laughs) but people will tell you I have an ability to organize, but also a little bit of an excessive need for organization. And I feel like it just comes from, there's so much chaos in our lives that Mm -hmm. when I feel like I can get one thing under control, it empowers me in so many other things. So being a mom and working and all these things, it feels like if I get a drawer under control, that kind of spills over into the rest of my life. So I wrote down a goal right before the pandemic in 2020 that I wanted to start a business. I'd been in photography for about 16 years, worked for a lot of wonderful brands and did a lot of commercial photography And I just was at a point where I was ready for a new challenge. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what that was going to be. And when we moved into our new home, we, I bought every organizational solution on the market because again, (laughs) I have this excessive need for organization and I was so frustrated with what was out there. And so that is kind of where all of this started was just wanting better solutions for organization that were simpler and easier and help me be successful in the long run. Mm -hmm. And can you speak to how organization is just part of design, good design? Yeah. You know, when we think of design, we think of beautifying our spaces, but it's those hidden spaces that need that same love and care. So when we walk into a room and it's beautifully decorated and things are in proportion, it gives us this feeling of peace. Like it really brings us an emotional quality of joy 
And then we go to open our kitchen drawer and it's like <laughs> that completely goes away and we feel this stress and we see this clutter and it becomes this thing that's weighing us down. So it's just as important to give the same love and care and attention to the hidden spaces as it is to the public spaces. And it's almost like a reflection of us, right? Like we put our best foot forward and we try to put ourselves together and put this front, but really we're kind of struggling with things. And mm -hmm. I think when we can attack some of these little challenges, like organizing a drawer or a closet, it really does give us a sense of peace in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, because I've definitely fought over what's in a drawer with my husband. So talking of peace, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or fighting with our kids about clutter just getting thrown mm -hmm. around because there's not really a landing place for it. I think there's there's so many things that we struggle with in organization and it really does kind of lower our quality of life. So if we can make our spaces beautiful and make our organization beautiful, we're just going to feel so much better in general. Yes. Okay. So how do we get started? <laughs> yes. Like what? Because it, it is a really, it can be overwhelming and it can get to a point where some things maybe aren't so bad, but then other things are really overwhelming. And you'd look in every room and you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Yes. And this is kind of the universal problem. And one of it, the, the issues is understanding why organization matters. And it really matters because what, what we do when we're not organized is we keep a weight on ourselves. So we limit, you know, our potential joy and peace. And so there's kind of three core philosophies to this, which is the first one is keep it simple. So you want to start small because the small things can have a huge impact. So if you do a single drawer or cabinet, immediately you feel better. You feel that sense of peace and accomplishment. And then that motivates you to go to the next thing. So you never want to start really with an entire space because that just feels like too much of a commitment. So go small. Yes. Yeah, so start small. Okay. Keep it simple. The second philosophy I have is if you can do it fast, do it now. So when you think about going through the day, if you make your bed, if you throw in a load of laundry, if you pick up your shoes, if you change out the paper towel roll in the kitchen when it gets empty, these little things add up significantly, where if you keep on top of those, these things that take less than five minutes, they're going to add up to the point where at the end of the day, you're not buried. You're not going to feel like, oh my gosh, I got to pick up the shoes. I got to start the laundry. I never even got to my bed. And then all of those things add up to feel like it's just overwhelming. So those little tasks, if you will keep on top of them, this is going to be mm -hmm. your keys to success where when you get organized, you're going to be able to maintain it. And then my last thing is get rid of anything you don't use. It's holding you back. When you look at your home and what you have stored, I guarantee, including me, <laughs> you have a million things you don't need. And when mm -hmm. you've got, and it's time because you've got to maintain that, you've got to organize it, you've got to find a space for it. But if you mm -hmm. let go of those things, you've simplified your life. And then you're down to the things that actually serve a purpose. Ugh. Just, just listening to this. It I sounds feel, amazing. I feel I want to rip open the drawers behind me right now. Like, I don't use you. Please leave. It's so true. I love that. I love that. It's just like you can feel the weight lifting as you remove these things that you don't need. 
Oh, yes. And I like to not go back through my Goodwill pile. Like I just like to let go. Don't even double check. Just let it go. If you threw it there, you meant to. You won't miss it. (laughs) Yes. So true. Okay. So those are great. So now let's break this down even more. Should we go room by room? I feel like we should go room by room. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. First off, your landing zone. We'll just start mudroom, entry, where you're coming in with your bags and stuff. What what can I do? Okay, so you got to think about how you use that space every day. I talk a lot about giving a space a job. So whether it's a drawer, you know, you're going to hold my kitchen utensils. You're going to hold my shoes when I come in. So you want to give a space. You want to assess the space and say, how can I utilize this? And think about how your family uses it. In design, everything is so personal. You guys come in and you ask people, what speaks to you? Do you like modern? Do you like traditional? And you create a space that feels, you know, like it fits them. So it's the same thing in organization. We really want spaces to function well for us. So I've got four kids, a lot of chaos at my house. It does not look like it. You look beautiful (laughs) and everything behind you beautiful. Continue. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're amazing. (laughs) So I have an eight-year-old all the way up to a 17-year-old. So lots of different ages. And the instinct is they come in the house and everything just goes flying. And that still happens. I'm going to be fully honest here. (laughs) But what I've created is we have these little shoe cubbies. So each child has a place where their shoes can go. I like it tucked away because my kids are not going to neatly line up their shoes. So we also have to have solutions that are reasonable, that are actually maintainable. So having a drawer or a shoe cubby, something that the kids can throw their shoes into, it still kind of keeps it organized and contained. Having a hook or a locker, something where those backpacks, handbags, scarves, things like that can land, these are all gonna help you feel less cluttered. Because you have those things coming into your home, you need a landing zone. I talk a lot about everything having a home. It's so easy to clean up when everything has a place. So having those places makes all the difference. So how do you get everyone else on board for, okay, no, this is where they go. Because that's something that, that Mm -hmm. I deal with is I'll make, I'll make the places and then no one else is hearing is kind of on board with like where these things actually are. So with my family, we definitely tie privileges to their organization. So at the end of the day, if they want their internet time and their computer time, they have to have done their chores. I also try to keep it as simple as possible, going back to that core philosophy. So you want to set your family up for success. If all they have to do is put their shoes in the cubby and hang up their coat, that feels achievable, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just throwing it on the floor. So you don't want to ask them to do too much, but if you can break it into these little bite-sized pieces, that definitely helps. And I do feel like the reward system um, can be a motivator. But the other thing is I, I talk a lot to my kids about the philosophy behind it. You know, I, when they walk into a room and it's chaotic, I say, well, how does that make you feel? Do you, is this, is, is this how you want your space to be? Does that feel good to you? And what I've noticed over time is my kids have bought more and more into this because we do have moments in the gardener house where it is complete chaos and we own it. Um, 
but I can see it, my, my eight-year-old daughter came up to me last weekend and she's like, mom, can I organize the pantry? And I just sat there. I was like, wait, what? are you sick? Yes. Yes, you can. I was like, oh, yeah. honey. <laughs> Did you that have? That is awesome. Did you you oh. were like, this, I've waited this my whole life. <laughs> I definitely videoed and everything because I was like, Paige, why did you want to do this? And she just said, well, it was bothering me that the snacks were all messy. And I think that comes from seeing this modeled and seeing how it feels when you open a pantry and everything has its place and it's so easy to find the goldfish and the applesauce. It just makes a difference in how you Mm -hmm. feel. It does. That's awesome. So how how often are you cycling through different areas of your house, like the pantry or the living room or any, or your shoe organization or those kind of things that are spaces that are heavily used that can go awry really quickly? I would say as a general rule, any place that's high traffic needs to be every six months minimum. And then I would say like once a quarter would probably be ideal in a kitchen space. Things like bedrooms, I definitely think once or twice a year is great. It just kind of depends on how much you have coming in and how much you have right. going out. But I do feel once a year is very achievable. And at that point, you're able to evaluate, have I used this in the last year? And if I haven't, mm-hmm. then it goes in the, the donation pile. So I think as a general rule, once to twice a year is really manageable, but it's going to make a huge impact in not accumulating so much clutter. And how long does that take you? Like, so say you're like, okay, it's my, my three month mark in the kitchen. I'm going to do it. I assume if you do it like every three months, it takes you 30 to an hour. Yeah. I would say longer if you've waited a whole year, right? Yes. It's definitely one of those maintenance things where if you do it more often, it's going to be less time in the kitchen. Kitchens can be tricky because you've got a pantry and a kitchen. So I would say the kitchen probably takes me about an hour and I would say the pantry as well. Those are just bigger spaces. I like to go and clean out and wipe out the shelves, look for expired Mm -hmm. food. So that's more of a time investment. I would say a bedroom, I mean, really 30 minutes. You can just kind of go through the nightstands, make sure, you know, my kids have an amazing ability to accumulate random, I don't know, everything from bouncy balls to Pokemon cards, all of those things, and being able to just declutter those spaces. Mm -hmm. And I try to have the kids involved whenever these are their spaces. So they can really look through and teach them those habits of what do I use? What should stay? What should go? Mm -hmm. And is that all ages too? Just wondering if like you started when they were young and we're like, let's talk about it. I did. Um, It also gives them empowerment that they have control over what stays and what goes. And I definitely am not an emotional, uh, I don't keep stuff for Mm -hmm. no reason. So I try really hard to make sure something serves a purpose. And so early on, I had my kids go through the same thing and say, okay, why do you want to keep this? What purpose does that serve? Are you going to use it? Is it just going Mm -hmm. to sit in a drawer? Because there's organizational black holes. And once you put something in a bin in a closet, it almost doesn't exist anymore because we don't see it. So yeah. it's just in this opaque bin. No, that's totally true. Yeah. If it hits the basement or the garage, it really should be donated. You know, other than like maybe bikes or yes, seasonal things, Christmas things, 
um, you know, something, tools, things like that in the garage, those make sense. But when I put it in the basement, it's done. Mm -hmm. Like really, I should just be done with it. And then all of a sudden I freed up all this storage space. I have less to worry about. It's just Mm -hmm. this amazing process. Okay. So say you fix something. This is the stuff that like starts to add up on me is I fixed something or I needed to buy something to fix something. Right. And then I'm like, well, maybe I should keep this in case it, I don't know, I need to fix something again. And then you have some bottle of random, I don't know, chemical or paint or something. And you're like, well, I better keep it in case. And then you never use it. Is that the kind of stuff you should be like, all right, I need to donate this to someone else or... Yes, I think it's so easy to buy like a package of nails or screws or things like that. that You just need one time and then to hold on to it. I do think there is a time period where it makes sense to hold on to some of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it's something that's maybe a couple of dollars, it probably isn't worth the storage space because you can go to Ace Hardware and grab something Mm -hmm. relatively quickly. You also, if you are going to store those things, which is great, that's efficient you want to make sure they're stored in an area where you know where they are. Because a lot of okay. times we'll buy them, we'll store them, and then we go to fix it later and we buy new ones because we have no idea where they're stored. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's the other problem, yes. So think about how much you buy that you already uh-huh. have because it's more effort to find it than it is to just yes. go buy it new. So again, thinking through what you want to store, okay. what is the purpose? All right, so back on track by room. So... Kitchen, is there anything that like, are and and we'll just say and pantry, is there anything that people you've seen that can really help people in those areas? Yes, with food storage, because I think this is a big one, especially after the pandemic, you know, we all Mm -hmm. wanted to have a backstock of storage of food because we couldn't always get what we wanted. Um, It's really important to try to store your backstock with your front stock. So if it's in the basement, or somewhere mm-hmm. else, it's just hard to know what you have and things expire. So then again, we're, we're wasting money. Typically, I would keep a three-month supply of those things that you use all the time. So if you're using a lot of cream of chicken soup, estimate how much your family uses in a three-month period, and that's what I would keep on hand. And then some, you can keep some other long-term stuff, um, you know, flour, sugar, things like that. You can keep more of a stock, but I would, tr- I would, shy away from keeping too much because I think we're in a society that eats out a lot. So we don't go through our pantry food quite as quickly as maybe historically. So I think we tend Mm. to overbuy. And then, I mean, when you think on an annual basis of how much food you throw away, it makes you a little bit sick. (laughs) So if we can store the right amount, which I think three months is a good kind of baseline where it gives you a, a good amount and a good time mm-hmm. frame to be covered um, without having too much. And then just making sure store that tomato soup all in the same space. That way you're always knowing, okay, I'm down to two cans. It's time to restock. And I would say the same with medicines, you know, having those together. So you know how much you have on hand. So how do you do it? Cause I know you, you also sell organizational products, but do you, okay. So say it's the cream of chicken. I don't want to take all my space if I'm limited on space and put all the cream of chickens, like you said, together. So do you have areas of like, I don't know, I know you want to keep it close. You want to keep it maybe in the pantry or in the kitchen. So, you know, you have it, but you don't want to take up the ASBAC stock. What do you do with it? 
Yeah. So I think about things in terms of like prime real estate and secondary real estate. Thank you. Yes. Better wording. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So kitchen and especially something next to the fridge or the stove, that's going to be my super prime real estate. So I'm going to want to have my most important things right there. And then pantry is going to be that secondary real estate. So um, it's okay to have all your food in the pantry. You don't necessarily have to have it in the kitchen. Or if you have a smaller pantry and you've got to divide, that's okay. Just make sure to have dedicated spaces for those things. Um, and one of the things that my products specifically help with are utilizing all of your space. So I think we can all universally say we've struggled with having enough storage in our spaces. But when you think about it, a lot of it is that we're not utilizing all of our space. So when we have a deep drawer, let's say eight inch drawer, a lot of times we're either using the bottom two inches or it becomes just kind of a dumping ground because there's not really Mm -hmm. a way to deal with that. So my organizers create compartments where you can utilize that full height of that space. So in a bathroom drawer or that single compartment can hold an entire bag of cotton balls. So now you've taken a three by three inch vertical space and made it a container for cotton balls. So you've used every single square inch of that space. Um, In the pantry, I have these custom spice racks where you can fit them exactly to your space. And then again, you can stack so you can use that vertical space. And we have ones designed for those oversized, you know, 28 ounce cans or those Costco spices, which previously there hasn't been great solutions. And the other thing that all of our products are made from clear acrylic, so you can see everything. And that's a big deal because, you know, we talk about putting something in a bin in a closet and it basically being gone. Right. It's so important that if I open a cabinet that I can just immediately see what's inside because then I just have that reminder continually of what my stock is. So what if we have a lot of doors on cabinets versus drawers? Because in a way, I feel better about drawers, but I, I don't know what to do with all these cabinet spaces. So cabinets are... a a big struggle. I would always recommend clear containers so that you can see or tiered storage. So like a spice rack, Mm -hmm. because you can use a spice rack for so many things. You can use them in a bathroom for, you know, all of your hair products. You can use them for medicines. You can use them for spices, uh, for cans. So they're such a great way to utilize all the space underneath that shelf, because typically you're using, again, that bottom space and maybe not utilizing all of the space above. So that gives you more storage in the same amount of space. But you want to be able to see everything that you have. Um, And then so in a deep cabinet, if you can have that front stock with the back stock, so you can stock it all together, then you're going to know exactly what's behind. Because a lot of times if we pile things up, I mean, I think about previously the way my my spice cabinet was. And I mean, I had vinegar and, you know, different kinds of spices and just all sort of thrown in there. And then I ended up buying a lot of stuff I already had just because it was too much of a pain to dig through and see what I had. Mm -hmm. And same thing with your, you know, your cleaners or things like that, your Clorox wipes. If you can have those lined up so that your front is the same as your back, then that's going to help you be able to see what you have and then clear containers. So any kind of clear container is going to be great. 
and get rid of what you don't need in the pantry. We have yes. so many things yeah. that we don't need in the pantry. We bought it one time. We thought we mm -hmm. needed it. We didn't mm -hmm. try to stock items that your family actually eats. So think about what your family eats on a weekly basis and stock those items. And then if you mm -hmm. want to make a special meal one time, just go grab those items. But you really only want to stock the things that you use on a regular basis. Okay, so I need to get rid of the yeast packets that I got at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> when I thought I was going to make bread every day. Yes, you did. You really it thought happen. it was going to happen. I yeah. thought it was going to happen. I was. I was <laughs> we all did. We all we were going to make flour bread. and the sugar. We were. We didn't. We didn't. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Um, All right. So, so throw that away and then go ahead. What room see. do you want to go to next, Erin? Uh, we did I, pantry. We did kitchen. I did. I want to do bathrooms because I felt that was okay, another go. place of like lost stuff. That's another spot that I think really frustrates people because we, I mean, do you have I don't that want to see drawer? anything. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, like, <laughs> I don't want to see anything on my counter, but I want it. I want to access it immediately. Yes. yes, you want to be able to see it. And one of the issues with drawers is that every time we open and close, things are moving around. So even with traditional organizers, things are sliding around, they're getting lost. And most, in fact, all drawer organizers uh, previously were opaque. So they're bamboo, they're plastic, but you can't always see what's inside of them very easily or what gets stuck behind or underneath. So having clear organizers where you have compartments and it's the brush goes here, the hair bands go here, the moisturizer goes here. It keeps everything contained and in the same spot every time. So it improves your efficiency and just the way you feel when you're getting ready because mm -hmm. everything is organized. I also think the deep drawers are a struggle because if we try to put our bottles standing up, they topple over. Yes. So having those compartments that can hold those things in place it's just going to help you stay organized longer. And I'm clear and your your actual product is you can be like I'm putting four bottles in this drawer and this is the size of my drawer, right? And you're like, cool. We'll divide it exactly. Yes, yeah, so you get to choose wow. from all kinds of different configurations. <sighs> and one of my favorite ones is the Angela in and it has um eight compartments and they're just divided equally, but it is perfect for Q-tips, cotton balls, um, shampoo bottles, your hair products. Mm. I can guarantee in everybody's bathroom, including mine, which is very well organized, we have products we don't use. You know, we get those yeah. like random samples or things like yes. that. Or we buy a product and then we decide we like something else better. Again, mm -hmm. get rid of it. It's holding you back. Imagine your drawer with just the things that you use on a daily basis. How does that mm. feel when you open it? It's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> It is true. It, it, when something is, again, only the things I'm using. And yeah, I, okay. Do you use a medicine cabinet? That was something I was going to ask about bathrooms. So I use a medicine drawer. Um, okay. I love a drawer. And again, I used an organizer that has different mm -hmm. compartments. So I have all the allergy medication together, all the, you know, ibuprofen and Tylenol it's so great because we pull up in that drawer. We can see exactly what we have. It's so easy. Even the kids, one compartment holds all the band-aids, all the gauze. So it just is so much easier. We, we had it in a cabinet before, and I do have some stock in our kitchen on a spice rack where it's like, 
the things that you want to grab kind of on a daily basis. Um, you know, your Advil, your Benadryl, things like that. But our main stock is in a drawer and it's just so easy to access for everybody in the family. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have young kids, you want to be careful, maybe put a child lock of on course. that or put it up high. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of my kids are now at the age where it's safe to have it in a drawer and we do keep it mm-hmm. in the master bath. So it's not in, you know, right. direct flow of traffic. Okay. Um, and then for backstock in bathrooms. Okay. So like toothpaste, how much do you have in your house? I probably have a Costco container of okay. toothpaste. So I probably have like an eight pack of extra toothpaste, which really, when you think about it, that's a good year people. supply of, yeah. of toothpaste because, you know, it takes several months to go through. Maybe it's a six mm-hmm. month supply. Um, but we keep it all in one drawer in the bathroom. So again, everybody knows where the backstock of extra toothbrushes and toothpaste is and floss. It's all in a single space. So everybody can come grab from that one location. And is that in your, is it in your bathroom? Like it's in a bathroom itself? Yes. So my husband and I each have a bank of drawers and he only uses one of his drawers. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So he gets all the back stock. I use all my drawers. (laughs) Perfect. No, I was wondering. It's so true though. I always knew where the extra, yeah, my mom had a drawer in her bathroom and it was, yeah or my parents. And yeah, I, it was her drawer. You'd get the extra toothbrushes and toothpaste. It's a, okay. Cause I always wondered too, organize that. Cause I have like a bin as well, but it is not as organized, I should say. So, well, and whenever you're organizing, I think one of the important things to start with is just get everything out of that space, take everything out of that drawer mm-hmm wipe the drawer clean and it helps you. And I'm sure you guys deal with this in design a lot. It's so easy when you can deal with like a fresh space rather than Mm. coming in to sort of make it work. But if you can empty that closet, empty that drawer, you can really see the potential of that space. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to, it, it helps you disconnect from what you've put in the drawer or what you've pulled out and really only put back the things that matter. And so, you know, we, we shove stuff in a drawer and it just becomes this dumping ground and, and that we just don't deal with it. But once we've taken things out, it's easy to see the useful and the not useful mm-hmm. items. And so then it's, we can filter and we can declutter and just put back the things that serve a purpose. Okay. I have a question about bins and boxes. Like when do you use a, like a open bin versus like a closed box? for, for different things? So I never use opaque bins ever. (laughs) It is just kind of a cardinal rule of mine because if I can't see it, I, it's gone. It just, even things like when my kids, I have two boys. So when my older son outgrows clothes and I'm saving them for my younger son, Mm -hmm. I still want them in a bin because otherwise I forget that I have those clothes to pass down. Mm But it's okay to put those behind a cabinet because it's not always beautiful and pretty. So having those bins, it serves a purpose. I also try not to have bins as much as possible because really it's hard to organize a bin, right? Because it's just basically a box to throw things in. So if if I have linens, like extra sheets for guest beds, I really just want those living on a shelf. So they're easy to grab, easy to see, and it doesn't just become cluttered. So I find that 
I like bins and, you know, for Christmas things, they serve a great purpose. Um, but I like to try to avoid them when possible. And one of the things that I came up with in my product line is actually a compartmentalized bin. So we call them storage caddies because oh, I mean, think about it. Nobody's ever made a bin that has compartments. And so being able to, yeah, yeah, that doesn't feel like a caboodle. It doesn't. Right. Yes. Yes. So then, you know, like my cleaning supplies, I'm able to put like the Windex in a row and the cleaning cloths in a compartment and it's all crystal clear. I can see exactly what it is. Mm. It goes in the cabinet. It just pulls out. So it's just, it's a great solution, but really anything clear works well. Yes. What about offices? Um, I know you had a good post on this recently too, but now that again, we're all working at home, our offices look, yes, used and abused. How do I help that area? So with offices, you know, way back in the day, we used to have inboxes and outboxes. Do you guys remember that? Where there would yes. be like a tray for incoming. A physical, yeah, it was a, a physical tray problem. I have, I have a collection <laughs> of trays. Yeah. <laughs> But we need a landing zone because there are things coming in and out, whether it's mail right. or bills or things like that, product samples. We want, we've got to have a landing zone. One of my favorite things in life is to have an empty drawer. It just feels so amazing to have a spot. <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? I don't even know. I... <laughs> well, when we start getting rid of some of the junk drawers and we start getting down to what you need. One of the biggest comments we've had from people that have used our products is that they've emptied entire drawers and cabinets because they're so much more efficient with their space and really just the process of getting organized, whether or not you use our products, but when you de-junk, you are freeing up so much space. And so I have a drawer that is my inflow drawer. So when I get something, but I don't have a minute right then to find its new home, that's where it can live and it's tucked away because we do work at home and our offices need to be a place where we feel like we can create. I mean, you guys are creating beautiful products and designs for your clients. And if you feel like your space is sort of coming in at you, it's hard to feel that creative energy. Um, I had a baker that I worked with and she had loved to bake and over the past couple of years had hardly baked at all. And when we came in and reorganized her whole kitchen, she emailed me the next week and she said, I baked for the first time in two years because she didn't even realize that her messy kitchen was keeping her from, some, some, from something mm -hmm. she loved to do. And this changed everything. So being, being able to create that in our office spaces of having, you know, we need a combination. We need some drawer organizers to keep our tools organized. We probably need some on-desk containers for pens and paper clips and things like that. And then we just need a process for things coming in and things coming out. So we want to keep it simple, you know, going back to that, that philosophy. Um, but we need to manage how our office works for us. So how your office, Liz, works for you, you know, right. is different than how mine works for me. So we, we need systems to accommodate those inflows and outflows. And again, just get rid of stuff you don't need. Go through your office, whatever's cluttering it up. Mm -hmm. You it. talked about doom piles. <laughs> the doom piles. Yes. What is a doom pile? 
It is the pile that starts small. You know, you just stack a couple items and then a couple more. I actually am looking at one right now that I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say. But I just, it's like, you know, you get all the holiday catalogs. And then you get mm -hmm. the Christmas cards and the bills and all of a sudden it's this massive pile and you're right. going, oh my gosh, how do I get on top of this pile? So if we can have a spot and then the do it fast, do it now. If there are things that you can attack quickly, go ahead and do that right away mm -hmm. because that's going to chip away at that pile so that it doesn't get so overwhelming. Yeah. I think that's such a big, one of your big tips. It's so true. It's, there's so many things you're like, I'll just do later. And then, yeah, if you just do it, it's done. It's so done quick too. Um, and then it adds up okay. to, yeah, staying on top of yeah. it. You also mentioned whiteboards. How does that help? And like, what, you know, what size do I need? Where do we put it? <laughs> All the things. I'm such a visual person and I think whiteboards are amazing because it's just this great space to write down tasks. Um, and if I see those tasks, it just kind of jogs my memory of, okay, this is something that I need to do or something that's important to me. Um, I think in organization, as well as physical organization, just mental organization. So having those to-do lists and even ideas. So things in you know a business sense, if you're like, okay, I need, I need to create this product because I'm seeing this need in design, writing down those concepts, it's like you'll be doing a different task and that will just jog something and something will shake loose and you'll be able to create. Um, I think it's a great way to communicate with your family of just upcoming events, things that you need to keep organized, especially with the holidays where we have so many things that we're managing, having those written down, it actually, there's studies that when you write something down, it actually helps you remember it because it creates a visual photograph in your mind of that, um, as well as the process of actually writing it. So good. So where do you keep your whiteboard? Like, I'm sure you have a personal one and maybe a family one or... Multiple? Yes. Well, so I have a big one in my office. It's acrylic because I love acrylic. Mm -hmm. um, and so I keep all of my kind of top of mind tasks there. And then we have one in our mudroom where I can just write a quick note to the kids. Um, you know, if I'm not home when they get home, I can just say, hey, snacks on the counter or, you know, remember to practice your piano, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just a great way to communicate with the family or just like upcoming events. Hey, remember on Saturday, we've got this going on. So don't double book yourself. Things uh -huh. like that. Yes. I want to tackle the bedroom. I love the bedroom because yeah. the bedroom really needs to be your sanctuary. So you guys come in, create a beautiful design. You create this like retreat for people, but then they go into their closet <laughs> and it's just a dumpster fire. And, mm -hmm. and this is something that is difficult for everybody. I, I was cleaning out my closet actually a month ago and I just could not get rid of this one sweater. And it was so silly. I, I haven't worn it in four years. And I just was like, why am I so hung up on this one sweater? So one thing that I've figured out in closets, take everything out, every hanger, every piece of clothing, everything. And then walk in the space and feel how it feels. When you see your closet with nothing in it, you see the potential. And again, you've disconnected with everything you've taken out. If you would buy that piece again, then put it in. And it's like Marie Kondo says, like if it brings you joy and you wear it mm -hmm. and you love it, mm -hmm. 
put it back in. That's a great thing to have in your closet. But anything that you don't need, anything you would not buy again, let it go. And then just see how your closet looks and feels after. It's amazing. It's You've freed up so much space. It's beautiful. It's all things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of live by the like, okay, would I wear this right now? Would I walk out of the house in this right now? And if I don't, then it goes in the go, it goes giveaway. I love that. That's so awesome. Cause a lot of people, including me struggle with that. And cause you know, we're like, Oh, I paid good money for that, but I still struggle with it. It might, it might, no, no. (laughs) She still sits there with it for a long time. She didn't tell you how long she sits there. (laughs) Oh, you guys, I I am so itching to get into my closet and just take everything out because I haven't worn anything in my closet for two years. Typically, if you can, I mean, I know it's hard in a small closet, so you negotiate the best you can. The other thing is, if there are things that you can move to a different location, like shoes, a lot of times that will free up shelves that then you can fold sweaters and denim on. So looking at what are the other options to create more space in the closet, because sometimes we really are limited as to what we have available. And then the other thing to consider in bedrooms is nightstands. These can be a notorious black hole where we just, at the end of the day, we have things on us and they just go in that nightstand drawer. Make Mm -hmm. sure you're going through that space a few times a year Mm -hmm. and try to fill it with things that are aspirational. So one of the things I love to do is have books that I would love to read, you know, just really... Um, either just a great mystery or I love reading history books or I actually love physics too. So I'll read physics books. I know that sounds what? weird. Right <laughs> you cozy up in bed with your physics book? That's amazing. Oh, there's a book called Physics of the Future that is fascinating. It's, I mean, space elevators, all the things. things. But things that bring you joy, put those in your nightstand. And it's like a little bonus at the end of the day when you can pull out your Kindle or pull out that book, have a favorite chapstick because it gets dry in the winter. But those kind of things, having them in your nightstand, it becomes this little treasure box for you. Um, If you like to take off your rings or jewelry at night, have a little container for that jewelry. But it becomes, instead of a dumping ground, it becomes a special place. And I think your bedroom of all places should be that retreat for you at the end of mm-hmm. a long day. Yes. That's Absolutely. awesome to turn your bedside table into like a ritual and have, yes. have those kind of mm-hmm. things signal like, okay, this is it. We're done. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Your journal. If you like to journal at the end of the day, mm-hmm. just have those great items there that inspire you and help you kind of unwind. Unwind. Yeah. Like my physics book, not for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I say that just because I'm 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 one of those two that likes to wind down with like less thoughts where or I have to clear the brain. So you're right. Like I'm more of like a journal, like get it out kind of. But I love the to each their own for sure. Because my husband would be like you where he'd be like, let me keep thinking as I fall asleep. And I'm like, no, less thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I love to dive into things. Okay. Where are some other places we've definitely missed? I would say maybe just, I mean, we touched briefly on this, but the basement and the garage, just really being thoughtful of what you put in those spaces. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine driving into your garage and it's clean and there's not junk everywhere? Just what that looks and feels like. 
And most of us don't have a ton of extra space in our garage. It's like the car, maybe a couple shelves. So there's great organizational solutions on the market where you can hang bikes on the wall and things like that. But really, it's all about minimizing what you have in those spaces. They're not places you're going every day. So they're great for seasonal storage. But if you're storing, let's say, a lamp or some throw pillows, if you're not using them, you probably don't need them. And it's great. Sell them, donate them, Mm -hmm. but it's going to help you reduce that clutter and I think keep things under control where you feel like you only have the things that you need. Where do you keep like your like sports kind of stuff? I guess that's what I always think in the garage is like sports stuff and then like house fixing stuff. Is that where you keep yes. it? Is that where you should yes. keep it? Okay. Sports stuff is great in the garage. Um, there's actually some exceptions I've learned. My daughter's a tennis player. And so tennis rackets actually have to be stored at room temperature um, because it messes with the tension of the strings. Uh, that's so, why I've been playing so poorly. Gosh, <laughs> I never knew. It was actually, I did not know that. Okay. So exceptions, but in general, you do keep it. But okay. in general, yes, that is a great spot. And so if you can kind of set up either some shelves where each child has a shelf or a locker or someplace that's a landing zone. Um, then it becomes really easy to put those things away. I have a couple kids that do karate. So all of their karate gear goes in the garage and um, just on their own shelf. And then they know every time they come home, that's where it lands. Okay. And then do you do shelves along the side and front to the ceiling? What's your like, what's your system? So we did the wall bike racks, which I don't know if you've seen what they have. They're amazing. they you put your bike on and then they fold. So they actually go flush against the wall, which is amazing because then you can pull the car in and it fits no problem. Um, We do, we've done those great shelves that they have at um, Home Depot. They're plastic, but they hold a ton of weight and then they just snap Mm -hmm. together. Um, Mm -hmm. And those work so well. Um, So we'll have shelves for our seasonal stuff, our sports, And then just kind of like home repair. So tools, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, And then I have a wall rack that just a really simple Home Depot option that holds brooms and and snow shovels and things like that. So I think Mm -hmm. if you can get a couple of those, it still looks really nice and clean, but it's contained. I was trying to think of where do you keep like if something's too big for the garage, so you can't move in, but you don't want to forget about it. Is that basement? Is that when it hits basement? Yeah, things like maybe a Christmas tree or, you know, just kind of an oversized item that you are going to use. Rooftop carrier. I mean. Yes, yes, absolutely. Things like that that do serve a purpose because those are things you're going to use on that summer road trip or at the holidays. Those things are ideal for the basement because you don't need to see them every day, but you do want a place to store them. It's Mm -hmm. the things like, maybe extra clothing or toys. If that's going in the basement, it's maybe not something you're utilizing and could possibly be donated. Mm -hmm. I know. See, I'm sorry. You're going to have these like quiet pauses now because now we've like fully made me rethink everything around me. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so great because it gets you in this organizational mindset of just how can I do things a little bit differently 
but I think it can get overwhelming. We're talking about a lot of different things and a lot of different spaces. And what you really need to do is just start with something really small. So think about the drawer in your house that drives you the most crazy. If it's the junk drawer, if it's the kitchen silverware drawer, just get one thing under control and then set a goal to do like one thing a week. So you want it to be organization in under five minutes. So how do we do this in little bite-sized pieces? So think about what would help you the most, whether if you work at home, maybe it's your home office. If you love Mm -hmm. to cook, maybe it's your kitchen. If it's your bedroom, because you're tired of, you know, finishing the day in a cluttered space, think about what space would be the most impactful for you and start there and just keep it small. Because I think we get, we get, you know, hung up on, this is such a big task. But Mm -hmm. I think understanding what the payoff is going to be how different your life is going to feel. You know, we talk about getting in shape and it feels so overwhelming to like take that first run. But by the Mm -hmm. time we're on our 15th run, it's like, oh, okay, my body's starting to feel good. I'm starting to feel healthy. That's how it is with organization. We start with these little pieces and it's just going to grow and it's going to become a lifestyle and it's going to become a habit and our kids are going to get on board we're going to have all the batteries in one place. So when the remote runs out, we know where those batteries are. And it's just going to make such a difference that we're not even going to understand how we lived before we got organized. That I is awesome. I want that is to awesome. Be me. <laughs> it's going to be you. We'll stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. This is great. Um, what do you do about, I want to talk about just kind of as we're talking about this you know, getting rid of, there's an upcycle too. And I'm sure you've thought through that as well. What are some great ways for us to um, donate or, you know, because we're trying to get this layer of excess, where can it go in the best way, I guess? I have found there are so many incredible organizations that take donations, Um, not just Salvation Army, but there are so many churches that do tons of donations. Um, just Mm -hmm. in the area I'm in, we have, um, like a great community, a couple of cities South of us that they are always taking donations. Um, and so reaching out and just in your local communities to, you know, churches, a lot of, if you have toys and things like that, preschools, schools, um, rec centers, like a lot of those places that you don't think about, they will absolutely take donations. Um, and then there are, in fact, I just drove by one yesterday where just by our gas station, there was a place you could donate books and it was just like a stand and you could just put books in there and they donated them to local libraries. So I think there's so many wonderful places that you can have an impact where something may not be serving a purpose for you at this point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, your kids have outgrown it or, um, or those clothes don't fit anymore, but there is absolutely places where they can make such an impact. And especially post pandemic, so many people are struggling and to be able to take your excess and make Mm -hmm. a difference is massive. Um, no, I feel like that's where, and I think people have spoken to, again, a lot about even toys this time of year, just with the holidays coming up, there'll probably be an influx of new toys. So yeah, what and who needs, because again, like you said, I, if I don't need them, I'm sure someone else would love them. Um, yes. And just make sure Santa, those are place. There's so many, so many places that those can go. And 
one of the things I actually wanted to mention is for every, so at SALT, we believe really strongly in our give back. And Mm -hmm. part of the reason I built this company was because I, of my work with an organization called America's Kids Belong. And they are an organization dedicated to eradicating foster care in the United States. So placing these children in permanent homes, children who've never really had a home. And so $1 from every organizer we sell, so every custom product goes directly to America's Kids Belong. And for every $1,000, we're able to sponsor a child in their adoption process. And what they do is incredible. They actually film the stories of these children and they share them in on social media and just in their communities. And people are able to connect with those children and their stories and able to match them. So match the child to a family that loves them. They've had it, they started in Colorado um, and had an incredible impact there. And now they have chapters in, um, I would say about half the states in the US. So they're doing incredible work. But I think especially this time of year, we can think about ways to be impactful because really that's when life's at its best is when we can do those things that make the world around us a little bit better. Right. No. And I feel like it's incredible. Yes. You're doing it all around, right? Get yourself organized, help people out. It's all, (laughs) it's a great organization. So thank you for sharing that. And any, I think my other, my, one of my last questions for me was just, again, just trying to keep a very green kind of mentality to the excess part, because we all want to have a certain amount. But again, if I go to Costco, I shouldn't buy the one bar we've never tried in a package of 48 because we will not eat it. That is like how it goes, right? Yes. Do you have any tips or tricks for surplus as well? Yeah, I think we live in a society where it's so easy to get things and for relatively inexpensive, especially with Amazon and Costco. Um, So thinking about, you know, we talked about in the pantry, storing the food that you know you'll eat helps us avoid excess. Also knowing what we have. So we're not rebuying Mm -hmm. things just because it's quote unquote lost in our house. Mm -hmm. So those are the type of practices that we can avoid overbuying. Um, and avoid that excess. Also looking for things that are recyclable and things that, you know, where we can, you know, our kids love a toy and play with it, then we can donate that. So it extends the life of a product. So all of these practices are going to help us to, you know, not over consume because really that is a problem is I think we're so busy that it's easier often to just go get something than it is to find it in our homes. So if we can (laughs) keep on top of our homes a little bit better and have a little bit better systems, we're really going to have a huge impact in the community. And one thing that is great about acrylic is it's recyclable. So a lot of the um, acrylic you saw during the COVID pandemic is recycled acrylic. And so they can regrind it and actually utilize it again. So it's a, it's a great product. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it becomes softer and a little bit cloudier when it's reground. So ours is premium first run acrylic, but it is recyclable, (laughs) which is one of the reasons I really liked it. Sabrina, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I absolutely love what you guys do and all the beautiful 
pieces that you guys create. And I love the idea of people getting their homes beautified and also getting (laughs) their drawers beautified and having just that really wonderful, joyful process all around. Perfect. Well, can you tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and buy your um, beautiful product? Yes, we are at saltbysabrina.com and at saltbysabrina on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all the things. So please come (laughs) follow us. We offer tips and tricks all the time. We're always publishing blog posts. We did that one on Office, just barely Mm -hmm. how to work in small spaces. So we love to just really help everybody get organized and then provide them some good tools to help them in that process. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I, I am looking forward to my, uh, my dividers. When I get my new drawers, I'm going to buy all the dividers. <laughs> I love it. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!